Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, He'd Never Learn. Father George reached for the next file, opened it, and reviewed the material on yet another young man who wanted to be a priest. The rector of the large seminary examined these documents with great interest. This young man, Francis, was from a totally different neck of the woods than any of the other students. He was not an incoming freshman either. He had five and a half years of seminary already under his belt. However, Francis had flunked out of his last seminary. The subjects were apparently too hard for him. The professional opinion of the faculty at his last seminary was that he was not priest material. If Francis could not learn the necessary philosophy, theology, and Latin, he would not be equipped for the ministry, and he would never learn. So much for intellectual formation, Father George thought. How was Francis as a person? Apparently, everyone liked him. He worked in the seminary bindery, built a shrine to the Blessed Virgin, leveled the lawn, and fixed equipment. Whenever anyone needed help, Francis was always there on the job. In fact, he would volunteer to work on any odd jobs around the seminary. Growing up in the country, Francis was very good with his hands. Father George considered the problem at hand. From a human standpoint, Francis was a perfect candidate for priesthood. He was personable and not afraid to get his hands dirty. The spiritual front was also promising. Francis was generally acknowledged as having a manly piety. His bishop clearly saw something in him to keep trying to get him in a second seminary when he had already flunked out of one. However, there was no getting around his abysmal grades. If he would never learn, Francis could not make it as a diocesan priest. Of course, Father George knew that other seminaries had already turned down Francis. His scholastic record did little to inspire confidence. One seminary even commented that they already had so many students of below-average intelligence that they could not accept any more. 
But could Francis really never learn? Or was there some other factor at play? Father George took another look at his record. For someone failing in his classes, Francis had spent a lot of time on extracurricular projects. Perhaps that was the issue. Monsignor George Mulcahy and the faculty of Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland, accepted Francis's application. He spent the next four years studying theology at this seminary, keeping up with his studies, and obediently reducing his extracurricular activities. By better balancing time and hobbies with time and studies, the classes that at his first seminary seemed impossible were now passable. The lessons he learned for study would serve him well in his priesthood, especially his time spent as a missionary. While living in a poor Indian village, Francis would never shy away from work, but he also put in the effort to learn the native language. In school, he had struggled to grasp Latin. In the mission, he would learn and be conversational in the Sutuhil language. This dedicated shepherd was totally committed to his flock, saying that the shepherd cannot run at the first sign of danger. Even as tensions and violence increased in the country, for his devotion, Francis would eventually be martyred at his mission in Santiago Atitlan, Guatemala. An Oklahoma farm boy who was known to his Sutuhil parishioners as Padre Francisco. Blessed Stanley Francis Rother. And for this week, that's the word. This story was suggested by Sue. Thank you, Sue, for making Father James say tsut to heal. That was a challenge. I don't know why that was in the script twice. I thought once was good enough. They want to emphasize it. Actually, was it tsut to heal? Tsut to heal. Sorry. Making Father James say that word. I said it enough times in the actual story. I mean, you only heard it twice in the final edition, but let me just say it was a great practice on phonetics. And for the listeners here, we'll have this in the story extras, but this language and people, it's an Indian people living in Guatemala. It's spelled T-Z, guttural stop, U-T-U-J-I-L. I have to admit, when I saw that in the script, I'm like, help. (laughs) (laughs) You could go on YouTube, and we should have just inserted that woman. She said it very beautifully. We should have just inserted (laughs) that in for her because, yeah, that was a struggle. Trivia results from one of our previous stories, No Place to Hide. As of this recording, and again, heads up that we do these recordings uh, a little bit in advance. We try to. So we may not have your 
answer in yet. And that's the reason why it's not listed here. So far, we have a response from Stephanie that was correct for the trivia question for No Place to Hide, which, yeah, that's a good one. Definitely actually try to answer that question because knowing the answer is a good thing to know. So this story's trivia question is, to what diocese did Blessed Stanley Rother belong? I can definitely name the state, but we're not talking about the state, right? We're talking about the diocese. Right. So to what diocese did Blessed Stanley Rother belong? Today's story actually brings up a, a great point about the role of studies in priestly formation and really actually in any area of life and how we can understand that you don't have to have the most terrific IQ, but can we have the discipline and the habit of studying it really comes down to just time management. I remember as a priest doing my studies in canon law and my Greek professor commented to me that so often priests who are studying in Rome, they get so attracted to helping with different forms of ministry. Maybe they want to help out at a particular college campus or they want to help out at a convent, which are all well and good because I think most priests, when they get ordained, they're not saying, yes, I love to sit in a classroom and study things. For some people, there are called to that. But for others, I think, at least for me, I think a parish ministry is the perfect fulfillment of priesthood. It's a reminder that at different stages of time, we have different areas of priority and different areas of responsibility. And his point was, you know, the priest can do extracurricular things, but they have to remember that the whole reason why they're over here in Rome is to study whatever topic the bishop has asked them to, to take on. And I think it's a good reminder for us in life in general, that if we manage our time well and do the things that we're called to do at the particular moment, we're going to succeed as Blessed Stanley did. One thing that a lot of people who tell this story talk about, because they focus on his inability to do well initially in Latin and theology and philosophy. And people say, well, that's a demonstration that you don't need to actually do well in those fields. And that's not really it. There is no outcome where Blessed Stanley was going to go on to be this great scholar. But you do need to have a certain level of competence in order to perform the role that you're being called to do. So it's not really an excuse that, okay, well, it's okay, then that means we don't really need to study Latin. We don't need to study philosophy. We don't need to study theology. It's, it, the examples like the Cure of Ars or... Blessed Stanley have brought up, but as you can see with Blessed Stanley, it really wasn't the case that he couldn't do well. Once he stopped doing things besides studying, he actually got his grades up from D's to B's and I think even some A's in these subjects. And you brought up St. John Vianney. I was going to bring him up. And he did struggle with Latin, but he was also somebody as a priest his homilies are well known. And he very much, in order to prepare these homilies and his sermons, it was very studied in the books that he had. He had a vast library. So it wasn't that St. John Vianney was such a holy man that by the virtue of him being holy, he was able to preach. It was a whole combination of things, including even after ordination, you know, the ability to continue his studies and understanding more fully the teachings of the church, understanding fully Christ, and putting that together, of course, with the very personal and intense life of prayer and holiness, 
That's what allows them to be a great preacher. And so I think it's a mistake to simply say, well, the academics are not important. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, He'd Never Learn, at thunderrock.org, where you can see a picture of Blessed Stanley Rother. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.